This is VOCM News Talk. Call 709-273-5211 or 1-888-590-8626. The views and opinions of this program are not necessarily those of this station. Here's VOCM News Talk host Linda Swain. And good afternoon, everyone. Yes, it's me. <laughs> We're playing musical chairs these days. Hi, Claudette. Linda, that's why just before 4 o'clock I said, um, News Talk is coming up next. <laughs> just just to, because I Whoever's wasn't sure. going to be sitting in the I, chair. Yep, wasn't sure who it was going to be. So, yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, guess what? What? I won't be here tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's complicated, I know. So Patty is out. Right. Uh, he's enjoying some R&R. And, uh, and uh, as a result now, the whole place has gone into complete <laughs> chaos. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I filled in for Patty last Friday, of course, as you know, and mm-hmm. then yesterday. But this morning, I had to take my little hockey player for a follow-up on his broken finger. So then Tim Powers stepped in for open line. And on the days I do open line, somebody sits in for me. Here. It's like you know, I know it's da, just da, 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 ba, ba, it's a lot in the air to juggle. <laughs> so uh, here I am, hello, uh, ready to take on this beautiful late afternoon. Right now, yes, I love how we are concentrating on the present moment because I know <laughs> you know what's gonna, coming. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, the sun is shining off that building behind Kenmount Road and radiating around your head oh. like a halo. Wow, you know, I just don't need that to show off my halo. I mean, I could just go anywhere. I'm you, <laughs> your halo shines in the darkest hours, foggiest, <laughs> most miserable, snowstormiest. Yeah occasions uh so yeah we got some weather coming so this beautiful this is the calm before the storm before the storm uh yeah it's uh, from my vantage anyway it's a very narrow uh window i must say but from my vantage it's just a hint of a few clouds out there right now but uh yeah she's approaching this storm is approaching so uh yeah we got some messy weather on the way the storm uh will affect nearly every part of the province so this isn't uh, you know just an east coast or a west coast or a labrador thing it's an east coast west coast central newfoundland labrador thing so there you go. Uh, and it's going to affect um, nearly every part of the province over the next day or two. So Environment Canada meteorologist uh, David Neal joins me now. Well, good afternoon, David. Good afternoon. How are you today? Good, good. So um, what can we expect now? Uh, certain areas of the province should start seeing a bit of precipitation by now, no? Uh, well, we're looking more uh, into the uh, into the evening. Actually, looking at uh, uh, really more into the uh, to the late evening before we uh, start to see uh, some sign of this uh, of this storm start to peak its way into in the southwestern Newfoundland. Uh, once it uh, once it gets in, though, it'll uh, start to uh, progress its way uh, really across. So this uh, period of uh, area of snow and blowing snow will continue to progress its way across the island through the night tonight. Most people, when they uh, uh, on the island, when they're kind of getting ready to uh, to turn in for the night, might not see much uh, at that point. But uh, uh, come the morning, uh, most most of the island will be uh, will be in either snow or blowing snow or uh, possibly some messy mix of freezing rain and ice pelts and along the south coast uh, some areas will start to see a change through to uh, to rain so it's going to be kind of a 
you know, inauspicious start uh, t- tonight uh, for for most of the island. But once uh, people get up in the morning, it'll be uh, we'll be into uh, most of the island. will be pretty well into it. I don't want people to get too excited too early, but is there a possibility that this could be a snow day for some people? Uh, for some people, there is uh, there is that distinct possibility. Uh, certainly, by the time uh, uh, folks are uh, are kind of making those decisions, at least for the first part of the morning, uh, there's a uh, I would say a good portion of the island that will be. Uh, uh, under under some for, form of uh, wintry precipitation uh, and strong winds, so uh, it does look like there will be a few a few folks who will uh, who will wake up in the morning to it uh, at the very least likely uh, some uh, some delayed openings, uh, and then uh, some other places may uh, may see uh, may see a full a full closure for the day. But uh, certainly uh, remains to be seen once uh, once folks get up in the morning and assess uh, assess how uh, how things are looking on their end. What are we looking at in terms of uh, precipitation amounts for the island? Uh, for the island, generally, um, we do we are carrying uh, 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 several uh, uh, several alerts across the island. Um, so we a couple of winter storm warnings in uh, kind of Grossmorn and, and Green Bay, White Bay. Um, most elsewhere on the island, uh, looking at uh, really blowing snow advisories. In terms of total amount, uh, likely uh, quite variable across the island. Uh, some areas could see uh, as little as five centimeters, but then there are other areas that could see upwards of, uh, of 15 centimeters, uh, and that's mainly through either late overnight tonight and or through the day, uh, through, through uh, much of uh, uh, of tomorrow morning. Northern Peninsula possibly lingering into the into the afternoon. Uh, so that's what we're looking at right now for the sort of initial blast. Um, kind of as we were talking about there yesterday, once the storm goes by, most areas will see a transition through pretty well all the precipitation types right through to, uh, to rain. Uh, but then as this storm starts to move its way out to sea uh, Wednesday night, uh, in behind that expecting some, some more persistent flurries and, uh, and likely a pretty good snow squall set up uh, for western Newfoundland and likely extending to uh, much of the south coast and even likely seeing some of those heavier bands uh, making their way up across the Avalon Peninsula as well. So uh, a little bit of a, a breather afterwards, but then uh, we get into some very some some pretty strong gusty winds and uh, some some persistent flurries for a lot of uh, a lot of areas uh, uh, as we get more into the later part of the week. Now I understand Labrador is bracing for some pretty significant snowfall out of this. Yes, uh, in this uh, with this storm, uh, as I mentioned, Newfoundland is going to see a bunch of, uh, of every, a little bit of everything. Uh, in Labrador, it's pretty well going to be all snow for, uh, for as this uh, as this moves up. Uh, looking at snow and, and uh, strong winds moving uh, across the region, uh, likely starting uh, getting some light snow in Lab West, uh, possibly by the early morning uh, on Wednesday. But then, as you progress through the morning, uh, looking at uh, central southeastern Labrador, getting into some steadier snow, and then that will eventually make its way further north into uh, northern Labrador uh, by afternoon or possibly early evening for uh, areas as far north as uh, as Nain. Um, generally, uh, again, kind of similar uh, uh, story to Newfoundland, looking at a few areas under winter storm warnings uh, and then uh, adjacent areas uh, under blowing snow advisories. Right now, still a special weather statement for northern Labrador, but uh, we do expect uh, some poor conditions to move into there, maybe just a little bit later than uh, than other areas. But generally looking at uh, total snowfall, um, most of the areas under the winter storm warning, uh, generally looking at uh, anywhere from 50 
15 to 30 centimeters likely for those areas. Um, the, the areas in northern Labrador are likely going to see similar amounts uh, throughout uh, the, next, uh, the next few days. Uh, and then uh, the few areas there in sort of the, I'd say it's more the southeastern corridor, excluding the strait, uh, basically looking at lesser amounts, but still looking about 5 to 15 centimeters uh, of snow, uh, basically through Wednesday afternoon and uh, through Wednesday, uh, with uh, some further amounts possible uh, a, a little later in the week, uh, mainly for for that Cartwright uh, region as that uh, as that storm moves out, looks like another area of snow may sweep down and clip them as well. Uh, so looking at some pretty good snowfall, uh, some good uh, good strong winds along with that. So that's going to create some some poor visibilities and and just not uh, not, not a good uh, couple of days uh, at least from uh, from tomorrow really through Thursday and possibly into Friday for a few areas as well. Strong winds throughout. Uh, more or less, yes. We're looking uh, as we as it comes up uh, as the storm comes up in across Newfoundland, looking at some stronger southeasterly winds. So, uh, expecting uh, the strongest winds along parts of the west coast, including the Wreckhouse area, those areas that tend to get some stronger southeasterly winds. Uh, and then in the as the storm moves through uh, across Labrador, looking at some strong east and northeast winds. But then as the storm gets out over the uh, out into uh, uh, out off the Labrador coast. It uh, deepens quite a bit, so you start to get some some quite strong, um, basically mainly west to southwest winds across uh, across the island and, and parts of uh, uh, eastern Labrador. Generally northwesterly winds elsewhere in Labrador, but uh, some of those gusts along the coast uh, could see some uh, some gusts getting upwards uh, uh, about 80 kilometers an hour or stronger. Uh, so uh, and uh, even in, along the North Labrador coast, possibility of seeing some uh, some hundreds and then all. So uh, parts of the Newfoundland coast could also see some gusts upwards of 100 Thursday into Friday. So, um, again, as this storm kind of moves through, it still kind of hangs with us for, for the rest of the work week. No doubt we'll be watching this very closely. Uh, David Neal, really appreciate your time. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. So a veritable smorgasbord of precipitation over the next couple of days. That was beautiful. I love how you described that. Well, it's going to be a little bit of everything. A veritable Unless you're in Labrador, uh, which you're going to get pretty consistent yes. snow. Which, you know, is good news in Labrador in a lot of cases. So many outdoor activities. So once it's all over and done with, yeah. of course. Yes. Um, but uh, strong winds with all of that and uh, could, you know, linger around as it passes over and it's always churning and turning and all of that sort of stuff. So uh, it's going to bring us a variety of things over the uh, coming days if you're on the island portion of the province. And in Labrador, you're going to get dumped with the snow. And so those strong winds up to 100 as it passes as it passes us yeah that's like once it's out there then we're going to get the winds wouldn't want to be you know outside in that no indeed <laughs> so uh you know it's going to affect visibilities and then i did ask the question because that's what's on everybody's minds am i going to have a snow day well the only way we can tell you that for certain is to listen to voc <laughs> tomorrow morning because uh, that's the you know that's when all those decisions get made whether you work in a provincial government office or you are with the uh nl schools is that what they call themselves now the new school board slash oh, right because they have changed slash, it yeah. uh 
uh, department. So yeah, um, we'll find out tomorrow morning, no doubt. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on all of that. Well, coming up, uh, Great Lakes Icebreaker is coming to St. John's. Why? We'll tell you coming up right after this. Start your day off right. Get the latest updates on news, traffic, and weather conditions. Plus, interviews with today's newsmakers. Your go-to source before you get on the go. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays. Your VOCM mornings. And just like that, I mentioned uh, closures and the like. Well, just like that, Claudette sends me this. She just received. Uh, the town of Portugal Coast, St. Phillips. So waste collection is postpone, postponed Sorry for tomorrow due to inclement weather. So uh, no uh, waste uh, or garbage collection in uh, Portugal Coast St. Phillips tomorrow because of the forecast uh, weather. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have all the uh, latest uh, alerts and closures and cancellations and postponements uh, as necessary tomorrow morning. Well, Ottawa has awarded a $34 million contract to New Dock for the conversion and refit of the Canadian Coast Guard ship Judy LaMarche. Now, when VOCM's Richard Duggan came back from that uh, assignment this morning, he mentioned the name of the ship, and I said, Judy LaMarche, what's that? I've never heard of that ship before. Well, it's a good reason for that. It's because she usually plies the waters of Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence Seaway. Uh, she's an icebreaker that works in that general area, but she's coming to St. John's for refit work. Fisheries and Oceans Minister Diane Le Boutelier and uh, General Manager of New Dock, Wayne Ash, are part of this morning's announcement in St. John's this morning. I am thrilled to announce that our government is awarding a $34 million contract to St. John Dockyard Limited, also known as New Dock, so that members of this community can perform crucial conversion and refit work on the CCGS Judy Lamarche. I was in New Brunswick last week and many fishermen were telling me just how important a role this vessel plays every year in deciding their harbor infrastructure before the start of their fishing season. To that end, I can tell you that as CCGS Judy Lamarche leaves us for the coming year, robust measures will be put in place to continue to ensure the safety of Canadians on the water and to keep vital trade routes open year-round. We're already looking forward to welcoming in back in the fleet next year even more modern and adapted to meet the challenges of today and tomorrow. Uh, it is an honor to be considered for this project uh, here, although we may not be uh, one of the known strategic partners in the Canadian shipbuilding program. We do like to consider ourselves as a strategic partner with the Canadian Coast Guard and Procurement Canada with regards to the repair and um, refits for uh, Canadian Coast Guard vessels. And I think our uh, past history of being successful both from a completion of the job and a timely completion of the job uh, hopefully has entered into the 
phase with regards to uh, being considered for this particular project. And we certainly look forward to uh, fulfilling your uh, request of having this project completed in a timely fashion for all those who will be needing the project, needing this vessel uh, on the water, especially for ice-breaking purposes. Um, anyway, thank you, and we really uh, appreciate this uh, opportunity, uh, both for NUDOC and for uh, the community, uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, and I know there are there are other uh, organizations from outside the province that will be uh, a part of this overall project as well. Uh, thanks, and we look forward to making this sh making sure, from a collaborative perspective, that this is a very successful project for all parties involved. So work on the vessel, the Canadian Coast Guard ship Julie LaMarche, um, began last month. It's expected to continue until March of 2025, employing some 80 people. And um, the vessel, of course, usually operates in Lake Ontario on the St. Lawrence Seaway, but is coming to New Dock for work on its propulsion, communication, and navigation systems. It's a contract worth $34 million. Well, uh, NL Health Services set to transform the former Costco building on Stavanger Drive into an ambulatory care center and the change is being welcomed by local businesses who saw a dramatic drop in traffic when Costco moved to Galway in 2019. VOCM's Jerry Lynn Mackey spoke with Stavanger Drive business owners and managers about the coming changes. Robin Thistle from Blinds and Drapes etc. It feels fantastic. It's great to know that there will be more traffic in this area. Obviously, when Costco closed a few years ago, it was like somebody shut the lights off down here in the East End. Uh, it has been picking up, and great to hear that it will really pick up with a lot of people from across the province. Um, and on the other hand, of course, it's also equally wonderful to know that uh, there will be a space now for people to go and get those x-rays and the ultrasounds and ambulatory care um, and take some of the relief off the hospital as well. Robin, take me back to when Costco shut the lights off as you worded it. How drastic of a transition was that? It was just as I said, it felt like all of a sudden, you know, the traffic down here and the people and the, you know, the foot traffic, it was like it just stopped all of a sudden because people weren't coming to Costco to do their errands and kind of dropping in on the way. Um, and then, of course, then we were stuck with Snowmageddon and then it was the pandemic. So it was this kind of snowball effect. And, you know, slowly but surely, you know, it's kind of increased a little bit, but not to the levels when Costco was open here. How important is that kind of walk-in traffic for any business and, and your business? We're a little bit different because we're kind of a destination uh, sales place. Um, but, you know, there was always a little bit of our business that was foot traffic. You know, somebody driving by said, oh, I, you know, I need a new blind or I need some new drapes or, you know, whatever. Um, so we kind of missed that for a little while. Uh, so I'm thinking this is fantastic because, you know, people see your sign. They're like, oh, you know, kind of you become top of mind then. My name is Tyler Goss, and I'm representing Automotive Supplies Limited. Uh, it's good to know the foot traffic will pick up. Hopefully businesses will pick up around here a bit more. And, you know, it's also good for the community to have some more outlets for ambulances and medical care and all that. Were you here before when Costco closed their doors here? Uh, we were not. We're only here since July of last year. And with them closing and other businesses, you know, foot traffic went down. But we're very excited to know a lot more people will be around. It's good yeah. for everybody. How important is that type of traffic to any business? 
Uh, well, it's very important, you know, because a lot of people, you know, walk around or take bus routes and that. And if you don't have a car, it's kind of hard to get out to places. But with more foot traffic, is good for everybody. And it's always good to get out and exercise, you know, walk around. Does this business see a lot of foot traffic? We do see a, a quite a bit of foot traffic. We get a lot of walking customers and people just, you know, out shopping around, see us open up. So, like I said, hopefully now with the new business down there opening up, we'll get a lot more and be good for everybody. Stephen Gardner, T-Box Indoor Golf. Uh, it's exciting news, knowing, having a lot of family and friends who, I know, struggle to get in to see doctors, x-rays, and things like that. So, I think it's going to be really good for the city and for a lot of people who are stuck. And I know that T-Box does have plans in the future to move to the other side of town, Ken Mount Road area. But in the meantime, I mean, is there a lot of uh, reliance on walk-in traffic here? Um, we don't have a whole lot of walk-in traffic, but we do have a scattered still every day. I do find we'll have a, one or two bodies still randomly walking by or driving by and popping in. And still surprising that people still haven't heard about us. <laughs> do you think that the ambulatory care hub, you know, so close by, will it bring more people to the area? And I, I guess by extension, more business? That's definitely a possibility. I never thought about it that way, but it's uh, 100% the more traffic coming by, people driving by there, more likely to see our sign and see everything and more likely to pop in and check it out. And so I do find that's how we do catch a lot of people, just randomly driving by. So it might, it might actually help us. So that's uh, VOCM's Jerry Lynn Mackey speaking with a, a number of uh, Stavanger Drive business owners and store managers about, um, you know, new traffic coming to the area due to the uh, changes coming to the old Costco building. It's going to become a new uh, ambulatory care center. So coming up. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has put a damper on any hopes that the SIBA loan repayment deadline could be extended. This is News Talk on VOCM. The lines are open. Call now, 709-273-5211 or 1-888-590-8626. VOCM News Talk returns in a moment. And we are back. Well, as you just heard Sarah Strickland mention, uh, the Prime Minister has nixed any hopes that uh, there will be an extension on the deadline to repay SIBA loans. He made that announcement today. It wasn't really an announcement. It was more of uh, comments to questions raised during a uh, Chamber of Commerce event in Montreal earlier today. He made all the comments en français. Uh, well, Jordi Morgan is with Restaurants Canada, and he joins me now. Well, Jordy, I see the Prime Minister now making comments to the uh, Montreal Chamber of Commerce indicating that there will be no extension on repayment of the SIBA loans. Uh, what's Restaurant Canada's uh, response to all of that? I don't think there's a lot of surprise among uh, restaurant operators. Certainly, there's not that much surprise uh, with Restaurants Canada simply because, you know, we've been meeting with resistance uh, from the Prime Minister's office and from government uh, for some time now. So, uh, as the Prime Minister said, it's time now to turn attention to what can be done in the wake of all of this. So, we'll see what kind of a result it brings and then uh, deal with it as it comes. What kind of an impact is this going to have on your members? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks who have been concerned that they're not going to be able to make the payments. Uh, there's many people that are saying that they're going to have to close either one or more of their locations if they have multiple locations. So I think we're going to see some closures. I think we're going to see people 
uh, have a look at what their circumstances are and how they're going to um, be able to move forward without uh, being able to pay this uh, particular payment right now. There are many people who can, but there are a lot who can't. And those folks, I think, are very concerned about what their future holds for them. And um, we're, you know, I think we're we're in for a time where we're going to be seeing some business failures. Ostensibly, this uh, loan was put in place to uh, uh, allow particularly those in the hospitality industry, but any business hard hit by, uh, I guess, uh, COVID restrictions and the like to to recover from all of that. So um, what kind of a scenario are we looking at? What kind of a business climate are we looking at right now? (laughs) Well, you know, what happened over the past couple of years was, entirely unexpected. We've seen, you know, inflation uh, skyrocketing. We've seen labor uh, becoming more and more scarce. We've seen situations where people have had problems with the supply chain. There's been kind of a perfect storm for those people who have been in the restaurant and the hospitality industry. We're not seeing people returning to the industry. I mean, there's a whole number of different things that are coming together at a very bad time. So I think there's going to be kind of a reassessment among a lot of people about, you know, how they're going to move forward. And uh, this is, I think, a fairly critical time. There's going to be a lot of decisions being made, you know, in the next weeks to come to see if uh, people can remain in business. If they can, I think they're looking at some uh, difficult scenarios going forward. Now, those people in the restaurant industry are very resilient much. There's a lot of very creative entrepreneurs, and they're able uh, to make their way through this. So we're hoping that uh, people are going to be able to survive the storm and come out the other end. Are diners coming back, though? Um, uh, You know, we all know about um, inflation and that, or is that sort of dampening recovery? It is. Foot traffic is down. That's a result of inflation directly. People don't have the dollars to spend as they used to, and they're, you know, doing it in different ways, and they're making different decisions about the way that they spend uh, their money. So we are seeing a decline in foot traffic. That's an addition to all of the other uh, pressures that we're seeing on the restaurant industry. So we're basically saying if people can uh, make a decision to get out to a restaurant, support those local small businesses in their community, I think it'll be appreciated. So what happens now? Uh, how do you move forward? Uh, I, that's up to the people who are in the circumstances where they're trying to make decisions about their businesses. So uh, we're hopeful that people are going to be able to reorganize their financing so they're going to be able to continue. But there are going to be folks that are going to be handing in the keys, I think. And we'll just have to see what kind of impact this is going to have and you know what the collateral damage is of uh, this particular policy decision. Jordi, I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Thank you. So as he indicated, uh, they're hoping to see some kind of follow-up or uh, he, didn't, he didn't say relief, but it seems like uh, he's waiting to see what uh, Ottawa or the Prime Minister have to say You know, once this deadline passes, because as he indicated, there are many in the hospitality industry who simply won't be able to. Um, start making those repayments. I remember um, watching an interview on this, and uh, there's a business consultant that started a petition on change.org that got over 17,000 signatures um, trying to get 
get government to forgive some of these businesses because as you just heard in in that interview um, that some of these businesses are going to have to just close up shop um, I've also heard the argument as well that um, you know is it going to cost the government more in the long run if all these people have to go on unemployment so it's just so many different things to to consider like you like I just heard um, so many people can't afford it and maybe you know compassion is needed against the, those business owners who simply can't afford to repay yeah it's hard when you got to hand in those keys like he said um, anyway we'll be watching that in the coming days well one of the biggest wrestling fans I've ever met okay so just first initial is just feet away from us yes Mickey no oh is he oh somebody noah richard duggan richard duggan now noah shepherd is a big wrestling okay. fan too but uh <laughs> richard duggan is among the uh biggest wwe fans i think i've ever met and i'm married to a wwe fan so uh that's saying something but uh he might be pricking up his ears now in the newsroom uh if he's got us on and i don't see him waving at me or anything so i will continue on with this story if he is paying attention but retired wrestler hulk hogan and a friend rescued a teenage girl who was trapped in an overturned vehicle after a crash in florida hogan said in a post on x that he used a, a ballpoint pen would you believe to puncture the car's airbag and free the girl inside after witnessing the accident saturday night in tampa his new wife yoga instructor of course who else would Hulk Hogan be married to but a yoga instructor? Um, uh, Sky Daily took to Facebook to praise the quick action taken by her 70-year-old husband. Is it true? Hulk Hogan is 70 years old. Just imagine. And the couple's friend, Jake Rask. The Tampa Police Department said in an email on Tuesday that there were only minor injuries from the crash. Hogan, whose real name is Terry Belia, is in the WWE Hall of Fame and lives in the area. So, well, done hulk i don't know if i in that situation would have the foresight to use a ballpoint pen to prick an ear uh bag that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty quick thinking it is, you know isn't it? i and mean hulk hogan oh. has the 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 24 inch python so he probably could have just crushed the airbag with his bare hands honestly. <laughs> there you go the 24 inch pythons i can still see him doing it now um uh and uh, uh claudette if you haven't already heard it uh, it is a thing to behold when uh, Richard Duggan does his uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage <laughs> impersonation, which I had the pleasure of uh, hearing today. Is he going to go for it? Oh, is it's unbelievable on News Talk VOCM. <laughs> oh, to the level of Macho Man this year. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a first for me on the radio. <laughs> there you go. Richard Duggan's Randy the Macho Man Savage. Uh, thank you very much, Richard Duggan. Thank you. I bow to you. <laughs> so you never thought that you could make, uh, you know, uh, WWE 
impersonations into news talk. <laughs> well, now this happened. Um, well, when we come back, uh, there are some big changes coming for a longtime home heat supplier. This is News Talk on VOCM. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. I'm sorry, that made my afternoon. (laughs) Me too. I learned so much about my coworkers. (laughs) See, now, if I was going to do that, I'd be like going all out. But he has this subdued way. It was subdued. Right? But yet it got the point across. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you think of the macho man, it's like all over the top. Remember the opposite the fringes of... and all that stuff? And... I know. Like, I don't follow um, wrestling now, but back in the day I did. And I remember some of the, you know, I mean, the characters were just amazing. I, I feel that. Memorable. Bit, memorable is the mm-hmm. word that I would, you know, Jake the Snake, you know, just. The Bushwhackers. Yes. And just... Undertaker and all that stuff. I mean, it, yeah, and I actually believed it. <laughs> like, I didn't you think it didn't. was fake. I was a child. <laughs> oh, God I know. bless you. I know. I was so naive. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, it's, it, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it is absolute pure entertainment. It is, yeah. 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 And my goodness, the audiences it attracts. I know. It's such a fan, like, extraordinary. Fo- big fan following. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, uh, um, Oh my gosh, his, his face is right on the tip of my I tongue. Just, I've been trying to think of some of the characters that uh, I used to follow. You know, the big promoter, what's his name? Uh, Vince McMahon, sorry. Right. You know, he really did tap into a, you know, a money-making well, venture. <laughs> I, I'm really surprised that it's, you know, people Lasted knowing that. Yeah, I am, actually. But it's always been popular. I mean, Mm -hmm. even going way back, decades and decades and decades. uh, You know, I grew up in Quebec. (laughs) And, I mean, you know, it was huge in Quebec. And there was a lot of, you know, uh, characters that came out of uh, that whole milieu that uh, became very, you know, uh, household names, really. Mm -hmm. Newfoundland, too, has started to get a real following. Yeah, well, we had, you know... um, uh, I know it's so hard for me to just. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what's his name? Rhyme off names Heights, right now. White, you know, <laughs> uh, Sailor Sailor White. Sorry, and uh, you know a couple of others besides. And there's been little groups and that sort of thing uh, carry on with wrestling and that sort of thing. Ricky is in his glee out in the newsroom now, saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe they're talking about wrestling." Yeah, he could on do a whole stuff. show on that. But he he can and he has, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Well, um, we talk about um, you know transitioning to a green economy and. Uh, you know how daunting that is in many ways and how exciting it is in others and uh, businesses that have set up uh, for years and years now um, some of them are making some pretty uh, significant transitions well harvey's home heating is expanding its business announcing the acquisition of North Atlantic's home heating and oil accounts in St. John's and surrounding area. And it's also venturing into the mini split market. Well, General Manager Chris Forward joins me now. Well, Happy New Year, Chris Forward. Happy New Year to you. What a beautiful day out. I say Happy New Year because I know people are a little bit touchy about that once you get into, you know, beyond the midpoint of January. But uh, Harvey's has just made two big announcements. And you hinted at one of these last time we spoke before Christmas. So, uh, first of all, Harvey's is acquiring uh, North Atlantic's home heating oil accounts. What's going on there? 
Yes, excellent. Yes, we did hint at it before Christmas, and we're excited to share today that uh, Harvey's, uh, we've, uh, we have acquired their home heat business for the greater St. John's area, and uh, we are also taking on the CBN area, and that will be delivered to and serviced by a, by a sub-agent of ours, Robert Hayward Fuels. Um, but, yeah, so it's exciting news. Uh, Harvey's, you know, we've, we've chatted about it before as a, as a leader in the home heat uh, business here in the city. So it's just an excellent opportunity for us to uh, grow our home heating base and cement us as, uh, as the preferred and premier home heating provider for customers that still choose to heat their home by heating oil. But you're not uh, adverse to adaptation, and we have this transition towards a green economy, and a lot of people have said, well, why would you invest in, in uh, home oil heat when, you know, the, the world seems to be moving away from that? But uh, you're expanding your services in other ways. What's going on? Well, you know what? The, the, the world is changing, and, and, and people are moving away or offering a, a hybrid of heating options, and that's so it's important for Harvey's to be there for those who still heat by oil. So we want to provide a reliable, consistent service that people have grown to love and appreciate. But we, uh, we also know there's an opportunity to service new customers and extend that warm uh, Harvey's way of doing business to customers that uh, would like to purchase a mini split. So we're, we're also launching a program this week to install Panasonic mini split uh, heat pumps in new customers and uh, our existing customer base. Uh, we have a dedicated the sales team that uh, that are eager to hit the ground running to sell these units and uh, also we're launching a uh, exclusive unique uh, maintenance program equivalent to our furnace freedom program that covers your full mini split uh, replacement if it cannot be repaired we'd come out and replace it free of charge just for being a harvey's customer so it's an exciting time um, I know our staff are thrilled, and I know we're heavily involved in the community. And I think you even said last time, you know, what's Harvey's going to do? You know, we see you, you know, in the stadiums. We see you at the Pride Parade. We see you at the Christmas Parade. And, you know, we need customers to do that. So this is a great opportunity to, to, uh, to, to, to welcome in new customers and to uh, service existing ones that we have now. So moving into the mini split, uh, is that a, like a natural transition for you, or, or is, it, is there a bit of a learning curve there? Well, I mean, we install furnaces now. I mean, it, uh, we always say the air and the water don't know what's heating it, whether it's electricity or oil. So, you know, we're in the heating trade. We, we, we have familiarity going into customers' homes. Um, you know, we have a reliable call center here uh, that, that's able to answer calls 24-7. We got a second-to-none dispatch system. So, I mean, it's, it's just a natural extension. Some other Petro-Canada partners uh, have ventured into it. Um, but, you know, we want to be able to provide that reliable service to customers that uh, people have grown to love over the years. Anything else interesting on the horizon? Well, you know, you just have to stay tuned and find out. We're, uh, we're always looking to uh, service the public and to keep people warm, and I guess we'll be keeping people cool in the summer. So being a warmest friend, uh, you'll see, is about to get a whole lot cooler. So we're excited, and we hope the, uh, the people of the greater St. John's area are excited that Harvey's is not going anywhere, and we're going to be here for a long time to service their heating and cooling needs. Chris Forward, I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate the work the OCM does. 
heating and cooling. And he's always dropping those little hints uh, the last two two or three times I've spoken to him. So uh, uh, that remains to be seen, obviously, getting into a little bit of air conditioning, maybe. Who knows? Uh, it's pretty but, smart. It's nice to have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it's nice to see uh, because this, these are challenging times. Uh, there is little doubt. We've had so many things thrown at us in every possible direction that uh, it it really takes uh, a lot for a business to stay ahead of the curve, so to speak, and to be adapting and changing as needs be. So, um, yeah, nice to see local companies doing that. I, I like seeing that, too. I remember seeing a company uh, sell, a, I think it was a restaurant, a food truck, um, and just now seeing some of their products in local convenience stores too so you can get it that way i, I love you're right every everybody has to diversify in order to stay afloat and it's nice that people are thinking outside the box to stay afloat in newfoundland and i'm noticing more restaurants too in particular because we talked about restaurants earlier um, offering some of their favorite things because, you know, you have so many options to get a meal. Now you can either go to the restaurant yourself or you can order out and take out. Right. And, you know, grab it and go. Or you can have it delivered to your door in a variety of ways mm-hmm. and means, you know, right from your, phone. straight from your phone or whatever the case may be. Um, and now I'm noticing that certain local restaurants, you know, really uh, popular ones that, you know, I'm thinking of a few in particular, <laughs> but I'm not going to name them here on the radio, but... Uh, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, you mean I don't have to, you know, book a reservation and sit down in the re- restaurant just to get this my favorite meal ever? I can buy it right here. Yeah, I think that. And bring it home and heat it up and yum, yum, yum. I've done that. Yeah, I, I think and I probably the same restaurant it, it, I'm thinking of, It probably too. is. If yeah, I, yeah, I, I if love I'm the fact that you can do that. Laying down, with, picking up what you're laying down <laughs> or flipping in the air, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see how businesses are adapting to those changing things. I mean, and that's always been the case, hasn't it? Like right from the beginning of time, businesses have had to adapt to changing needs and customer needs and all of those kinds of things. And my God, how adaptable did we get during COVID? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, who knew that you and I'd be broadcasting from our homes? Yeah, from the garage. I mean, that's just so (laughs) odd. Times have certainly changed. With your cat on your lap and your dog curled up at yeah. your feet and your youngsters running around the house and phones ringing and uh, and i absolutely you know i love it was good and bad i love the fact that i could be home and with my dog but at the same time it was just so e- much easier to be at the station but yeah in some ways it was yeah it really really yeah. was yeah because you have to juggle a lot and uh, uh, what i found during covid especially was you, you were never away from work Right, you know, you'd no walk down over the stairs in your compartment in your office. Yeah, if you know what I mean. It like just rolling out of bed into your office. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't quite. You know, you didn't get that separation. There's something about that drive to and from work that you clear your head and get rid of all those. So true. Yeah. yeah. I liked having the, the, the separation. work of the day sort of starts to dissipate from mm-hmm. your head. And, and you know, at, at, when you're home, it's like, oh, hang on now. I forgot to do that. And you just walk over and do it, you yeah. know. And it's 930 at night or it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And you're like, oh, I forgot to do that. Whereas if it was here, it would have to stay here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there was some positive and negative things come out of that. Do you know that tomorrow is the fourth anniversary of... Snowmageddon. No. It is. Four years. Four years. Wow. 
No, I, I didn't realize that. We also have a snowstorm of birthday activity in our newsroom. There, I said it. <laughs> We've got two people in our newsroom celebrating a birthday tomorrow on the anniversary of Snowmageddon. Really? Uh, Are you going to give them a special shout out tomorrow? Well, both of them got a special shout out just a few minutes ago. So. <laughs> oh, okay, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> And Noah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, happy early birthday. They're, what do you call it? Uh, birthday twins or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Ricky's having a transitional one, I'm just saying. Oh, he's not hitting a zero. Yep. No, he is not. Is so. 30? 20. No, I'm just, yeah, 30. Uh, there, I said it. Oh. <laughs> Now you got me in I trouble. I gotta go but in anyway. and talk to him now. <laughs> so happy birthday to my colleagues, Noah Shepard and Richard Duggan, and uh, happy Snowmageddon anniversary, everyone. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Brian Callahan will be in for me tomorrow, whereas I will be behind Patty Daly's microphone, uh, sitting in for him while he enjoys another day of rest and relaxation. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone.